Welcome to the Dopey Canuck podcast, taking an often but not always humorous look at drugs, addiction, recovery, and all the craziness in between. My name is Chuck LaFlange, right out of the gate, guys. I am never trying to glamorize the addiction lifestyle, nor am I trying to minimize the seriousness of the disease of addiction and make no mistakes, folks. It is a disease and all too often the fatal one. So it is Friday, and that means we are at a Final Thoughts Friday. Today, I'm really happy to have a special guest with me. That is Tesla. Go ahead and say hi, Tesla. Hi. We're going to go over the week as, you know, the good, the bad, the funny, all that stuff, the the not so funny, the somber stuff. But before we get to that, of course, I've got some some housekeeping to do, get my chores done here. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the PSA, the public service announcement that's still brought to you by the bossy bitch until such time as I find a company, individual, or organization that would like to own that little piece of real estate within the show. Uh, that said, there's a few segments up for grabs there, guys. So if you know of anybody that might be interested or might be a good fit, put them in touch with me, me in touch with them. I'd be greatly appreciated. Anyway, the PSA is about the DOORS program. That is the Digital Overdose Response System. Bossy bitch in her true form brought this to my attention. Uh, there is one in Alberta. I've known about one in BC for a few years now. I imagine there's similar programs throughout the rest of the country and down in the US as well. So if you know of those programs, please bring them to my attention so I can help get the word out. Next up to talk about is the website, guys. Go take a look at it. That's www.dopeconnect.com or .ca. Either one will get you to the same place. If you scroll down to the bottom, there's a bunch of swag there for you. I mean, of course, you get all the episodes as well in there, but there's a bunch of swags. It's the You Are Loved collection is what I'm calling it. And that's some hats, some shirts, some hoodies, what have you, with that little You Are Loved chat balloon that you see in the logo, uh, a big part of the show. And I think it's a great way to help uh, remind ourselves, to remind the people around us that they are loved, especially the addicts who might not hear it enough. And lastly, guys, I keep forgetting to give some credit to Hickey. That's H exclamation mark c-k-e-y if you want to find him on youtube he's a young man who does that song at the end of the episode called ladybug boy he's really talented and i'm using his music so i better give him a freaking shout out here so make sure you go check him out guys he's he crosses like three or four different genres he's super talented and just a young guy so definitely worth checking out anyway let's get into it uh thank you for coming on the show tesla not a problem Okay, so you've had a chance now to listen to to the to the whole week as it's gone by now, and of course, you know we've got to start out with the sad ones. Uh, I, I hate calling them sad; it just seems like that not the right word to use for that, but the serious ones for sure. And and that'd be Monday, as our week always starts out with that. And this week we focused on Sherry. The captain came on and did uh, a memorial to Sherry, who overdosed actually by accident in 1995. So she's been gone for some time, but that sure has affected his life. So. Uh, what did you what did you pull out of that episode there, Tesla? Uh, it's it's honestly like obviously each story is personal, individual, but at the end of the day, it always makes me so sad, especially when it's like accidents, because no one sets out to start this life. Like no one wakes up in the morning one day and goes, Hey, you know what I think it'd be really fun to throw everything I care about away for something that's destroying my whole life. Right. And then right. no one knows about it because it really is not necessarily it's an accident. It's usually just no one knows that they're struggling. And again, it's just another like, oh, no. And it, it makes me sad because they could everyone looks back and is like, 
hindsight, right? Yeah. Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. But it just it keeps happening, and it's and it's been happening for so long too. You said this is from like nineteen. 19- 95 right yeah so, exactly so so what she thought she thought she was doing a line of cocaine yeah she exactly thought, thought he was sleeping right and she pulled the bags out of his pocket thought he was she was doing a line of cocaine and ended up doing you know a line of china white heroin yeah it. yeah that's, that's the other thing too is like people seem to be very naive and they're like oh people aren't gonna lace my drugs with blah 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 because it's so expensive or whatever mm-hmm. and for a long time before i ended up down the addiction path i ended up on i thought the same thing I was like, no, I'm yeah. going to do dumb shit like that. And then I had a lovely fall with drug addiction myself. And uh, Right, right. So, you really, yeah. you got to be careful with where you're getting shit. Or if yeah. you're making poor decisions, grabbing something out of buddy's pocket, make sure you know what you're grabbing. No kidding, hey? No kidding. And I, I mean, wow, there's so many ways we could go back and stop this whole thing. And it's just, it's a sad thing for sure. What yeah. I find with the the submissions and, and everyone that comes in, I found including yours they're all so different but so the same yeah right and and i think a lot of power comes from that right um that my favorite submission changes sometimes 10 times in a day right so if i if i'm trying to help somebody if i'm if i'm online in a group and i want to kind of share one of the submissions of somebody say hey would you like to share your story it's like oh which one do i grab right and because they change exactly that's what i was like oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) right but it is it's it's they're all so different, but they are so similar. And it's nice to hear that you're not alone because going through that, it hurts no matter how many times you've been through it, no matter how long you saw it coming, it rips you apart because all you've ever wanted to do is to help that person. I've said it in a couple episodes now, but just for the people, I mean, and, and Zach's yours, he was the first person that I didn't know personally, right? And and this week's coming up on Monday here is the second one that I didn't know. And there's no connection because of course you and I were connected for this one that's coming up. It's Chris, Christina talking about her son, Peter. And I, there's no connection there, but the tears are just the same, right? But, but anyway, my point to that was I could never run out of people already in my life, right? For the few yeah. short years that I was around fentanyl, because by the time I did, there'd be a bunch more in the queue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I think it's important that I, I reach out much further than that. And that's why I'm trying to get other people in from different parts of the world and the country so that the message can get out on a more grand scale than kind of sticking to the people we know kind of thing. But Well, that's another big reason why like, I love what you're doing and I support this so much is because a big part of why everything is going so wrong is because it's still such a taboo. It's still such a stigma. But I don't know a single person that hasn't been directly affected by someone having a drug overdose and overdosing. Right. You know, and yeah, <laughs> that, that I says it right I, I mean, I live in Winnipeg. I can't go outside without seeing like six ambulances, three people on the nod, someone talking to themselves and everyone just walks past it like it's normal. Right. Right. And unfortunately, sad to say it has become somewhat normal. And then I it, guess that's what we got to work on. I can't right? go yeah. outside of, outside yeah. of seeing and it's, no it's, it's, it's the stigma. Once we stop the stigma. Mm-hmm. Right. It, you know, then everything else has kind of fall into place, I believe. It would make a very, very big impact. We don't even have a safe injection site here in Winnipeg. Really? Yeah. No, we have nothing. Okay. So here, I want to ask you something. What about Narcan in Winnipeg? It's obviously you can get it everywhere. You can get it for free in two places. They're only open uh, Monday to Friday, 11 to 4. I got a homework assignment for you then. Okay. Loblaws, pharmacies, superstores, Mike's, you know, all those independents, all those, all those guys, anything yeah. attached to Loblaws supposedly has them then the next thing to find out and if you don't already know nasal do they offer those in winnipeg yes 
So we're going to leave that for a homework assignment for you. You're going to let us know so that yeah, for the next episode, I will be able to inform people about that. And if, and I mean, if, if that's the case and that's across the country, so that kind of wraps up Canada for a great place to get. Yeah, I'll see what else, I can right? find out. Maybe yeah, a little yeah. bit widespread. Absolutely. I was actually, it was just earlier. I was thinking what I need is a Jamie. So do you ever watch the Joe Rogan experience? The yeah. podcast? He's got Jamie in the background that does yeah. all that shit for him all the time. It's like, I need a Jamie. I need a yeah, Jamie so for every episode. Cool right. So, for you. Yeah. Right. So, so, okay. That takes care of Monday. Now moving on to Tuesday when the captain came on, you know, he kind of filled us in a little bit more about what's going on with him since the death of his sister, who of course was the day before his post, uh, Sherry. What do you think of that? I mean, he's quite the character that guy is. It was, it was nice to see that he's taking something so tragic and like using it to spread awareness and he's, he's not afraid to talk about how like the impact but also he's saying something shitty and turning into something sort of positive it, it really positive at that right yeah he's got a master's yeah. degree he didn't even get started till his late 30s on that right so and it's that's pretty and i mean i'm only 23 and i know that like taking something tragic and trying to build off it it's it's intimidating for me now just even looking at people that i i graduated with or whatever and how far they are and i'm like how am i supposed to do that looking at someone that's been through almost twice my life and is still being able to pick up the pieces. It's it's nice to see and it's nice that people like that show you that you know there is another side to this. It doesn't always end like that. That's so educated. And here's a here's a curious thing, not a curious thing about him. Here's something I'm really looking forward to about the captain. He fundamentally does not believe that addiction is a disease. He's got a whole different outlook on it. So I'm really looking forward to him coming on and explaining his position. Ah, Wednesday. Wednesday this week was <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing ones. This is where I did the not um... a minute that party, <laughs> right? Fucking Brenda, right? Brenda. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to read you a text conversation that I had with the cleaner. So he says, "I just listened to episode 42. I want you to answer every question." And of course, episode 42 for you, those that are not that didn't listen or don't remember, is where I addressed things you're not supposed to say to somebody in recovery. So, and then. I said, I'm too busy having sober group sex with Brenda. He says, I totally imagine you talking dirty like, ooh, nobody triggers me like you do. Call me a junkie. Yeah, daddy. I like you the Diet Coke. I just <laughs> like this fucking guy. <laughs> oh, man. So that whole thing, what do you think of that episode, Tesla? What's, uh... It was gold. I mean, like, humor-wise, incredibly funny. <laughs> I had a lot of, I have a lot of questions myself. Like, <laughs> Yes, this list, I, it's, it's triggering. Okay. But these are just situations. I mean, at least personally, as someone that's trying to recover, I'm just not going to put myself in. Right. That's what it comes down to. And if I'm the point of my recovery where I feel comfortable enough to go to a party, then I feel comfortable enough to go to a party. Fresh out of detox, going to like hang out with someone doing rails. It's just (laughs) idea. All of them were questions, save one or two of them, right? People are allowed to ask questions. If you put yourself in that position, be prepared. Oh my God, I want people to ask me questions because I want to give as much information I can to people so that I can either help them get out of the situation that they're in, help them understand someone that they know or make them not make those decisions in the future because it almost killed me. Information is power. That part of the show, I'm switching out for Wednesday so that I can have the captain in and do his. So I'm not sure what to do with that. If I'm going to maybe keep it to Thursdays or not. Thursday's kind of up in the air right now. It's the one day that I haven't locked in a a real dead set format too. So Mm -hmm. when I have a lot of fun with those, I have a lot of fun with them. And it's so important to keep some levity after such an intense it's nice to to have a little fluffy break after something so heavy. Right. And recovery can't be all 
fucking doom and gloom, right? I mean, it's yeah. just, that's all fun. So we have yeah. lots of laughs. Yeah, yeah. Right. Laughs right. and recovery yeah. would just be like. Yeah, right. Be off the table for me. Yeah, it was just right? stuck. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see, though. We'll see what we do with that one. I was really fortunate. Um, I was actually looking for a lot of inspiration the morning that I recorded that. Uh, Auburn, we call her here. She's one of my friends in the city. She's the one that kind of came up with that idea for me. And it was that was fantastic. She, she had a couple more, but that was the one that I kind of dialed in. All right. Okay. Then next up was a Wednesday when I went back and kind of looked back at the original, the blog from like a year ago. And folks, for those of you that don't know about the blog, that's how this all got started. It was a uh, recovery of the flange. I called it. Uh, it was my first real kick. Well, I guess, sorry, that was my third kick at recovery and, but all within like the first four months of my first attempt at it kind of thing. So if you go to my Facebook page at uh, Dopey Canuck and scroll way down to the bottom, those, all of those blog posts are still there. I decided to leave them there. I just kind of changed the name of the page to Dopey Canuck when I decided to, to do a podcast. But in there, I talked about some of the, the elements in the show and, and how they came from, uh, how they came from the blog. And, and, you know, originally they go back to my mom actually. But uh, so what do you think about that? Daily gratitudes. We'll start with that. Your thoughts on daily gratitudes and how they affect your recovery. Daily gratitudes. They're, they're a nice way to remind yourself to stop and look at the little things that might make your life a little bit better when things are super dark and crappy personally especially from like when i was younger and had a lot going on at home i would stop and appreciate little things about the place i lived because i lived in the country and there would be northern lights or like the sunset and stuff like that and in returns in terms of my recovery um it's it's really important to remember those little things that make things not so bad because when you're going through that, not just physically, but mentally, you feel really like everything's caving in on you and it's not worth it. And having those little bits of sunshine and something so dark are really important. The other thing that I talked about in there and kind of helped me where I knew I had a calling, if that doesn't sound too egotistical, I guess, was day eight when in the blog, when things became very real to me all of a sudden, when it wasn't just puppies and rainbows and my recovery became a real like a real challenge for me that morning, the chaos in my brain. And I finally found a way to verbalize it and to try it. And that it is there that I decided that I could maybe help the loved ones of addicts understand what the, the process that goes from recovery to relapse or, or into addiction in the first place. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of that? Um, it was, it was really interesting to see how you progress from like, Oh, this is something really cool. It's exciting. You did. You're not, really in the throes of feeling like crap yet from getting clean and whatever. And you hit, you hit a roadblock just like so many of us do with other things. And you were, you were done with like your headphones didn't charge. Everything was just shit in the bed for you. that day. <laughs> yeah, sure was, And yeah. I mean, I've been in situations like that where I've just, I've quit. It's been too much. And you put it into something so positive and look, if you look at where you are now, it's clearly helped. Yeah. Yeah, right. One way so, or another, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to see that, and especially if you're going through it yourself, being able to see someone that isn't just talking about it because they read it from a book or blah, blah, blah. You you were there. Yeah. It's good to see, like, you know, the whole picture. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the connecting with the loved ones is, is a really important part for me, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's Realistically, people in active addiction, I know I don't have a lot of them tuning in. Right. I mean, you know, yourself committing to listening to a podcast every week or every day in, in, I mean, when you're sober, it's tough to do, right? Never mind. And when you're in the, when oh, you're right. in it, you know, when you're in the shit, I it's just probably not going to work. Out, right? right. Yeah. Right. So, but the loved ones of addicts, I know I've got a lot of them listening. Right. So I'm able to help connect with them. And, yeah. and of course, people in recovery as well. Yeah. And which 
we, if you're in recovery, you probably know some people in addiction too. So hopefully oh, there's a sure. chance they to kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, hopefully there's a, a chance to connect with the people in addiction that way. As much as I would like to think that there's a bunch of them listening and are inspired, but you know, I no, but it might open them. a healthy avenue of communication between family members or recovering addicts and people currently in the throes of addiction. And and one other part, I guess, in it, uh, the "you are loved" message. Um, what are your thoughts on I that one? It. Right, I, so I absolutely love it. My mom, hey, she gets all the credit in the world for that. She she really does and she she used to send them to me kind of randomly or at the end of any conversation right whether it was a fight or whether it was something else she always ended it with you are loved it doesn't pull you back in when you first read it but that seed being planted is so powerful right you know what somebody that uh, has people in her life that are kind of like like um when i think about that and the way that you talk about your mom it sort of reminds me about how i feel about my grandparents like my grandparents and they, when I was in the throes of it and really, really messing up and hurting everyone I possibly could, my grandma would still take the time to call me and be like, you know, I, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I still love you. Or right. the other day, my grandpa texted me and it was, it was just a joke and I was being a brat and he called me a brat and I was like, well, that's why you love me. And his response was one of many. And I broke out into tears because oh my, hey. I haven't had this kind of relationship with them in such a long time. It's it's amazing how little things like that can make such a difference. That segues into the nice thing. I want to talk the next thing I want to talk about quickly and um, just at kind of a surface level right now, because I am going to have you back for Tuesday and we can really get into your story, but let's talk about, let's talk about you and just kind of give the listeners a preview of what's to come here for Tuesday. So. I've, uh, I've had a pretty rough beginning to end. When did you first get into Heavy drugs. Like active. Okay. Yeah. The first time I ever did heavy drugs um, was just before I graduated high school. I started doing coke because I was working full time. I was doing hella schoolwork. My mom was um, an active junkie that I had to babysit. I just, I didn't have to have to sleep. Yeah. And then she passed away and that's when I started doing fentanyl. Yeah. Um, was that then, to help deal with the pain? Yeah. The and actually someone yeah. offered me a lorazepam and then they were like, oh, I don't have any lorazepam. So just snort a line of white china and everything went from there. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I got clean for a year, and then my fiance beat the shit out of me and left me. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I was in pretty active addiction. I started to get a little bit better, and then things got a lot better when I met our lovely host here. He helped me through a very, very hard time in my life. Yeah. And then I came home, got 100% sober, and now I'm carrying a baby. Uh, that's congratulations about that. Congratulations indeed. Yeah hearing it all on tuesday right well of course i'll hear it before that but uh, i look yeah. forward to publishing on tuesday about your story in, in a little more depth uh, i wish we could do all of it in one but we can't so you know that's reality try and keep the show at a respectable length but we'll definitely dedicate that time on tuesday to your story i think it's going to be fantastic well, monday i have christina she's coming on to talk about her son peter who is that story is horribly sad again another one of these was getting better and then things got really bad really fast right so and i'll let her tell her own story but it is it's crushing it really is a crushing story to hear and i'll never get used to telling these stories right i just never will they're horrible something they're so heartbreaking because i mean yeah. you're not a monster you're an empathetic person and you hear the pain in these families voices and having gone through it yourself you know firsthand yeah yeah it it and it kind of rips open those wounds for yourself too 
It sure does. It sure does. So uh, that's coming up next week, guys. Uh, also next week on Wednesday, we will have the captain coming on to talk about some different things. Looking forward to next week, guys. It's going to be really entertaining and and necessary, and we're going to work on getting that message out as hard as we always do. So uh, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. That is the Daily Gratitudes, which are now brought to you by the No New Friends podcast. Check these guys out. They are absolutely hilarious. And a big supporter of the show for me here as well. So, and again, I, I've said this in the past, after doing a hard week, these guys are great to listen to. I get a kick out of them. They, they really help bring my spirits back up. And Scott, the creator, has been much more than just a fellow podcaster. He's been a bit of a mentor to me as well. So check them out, guys. That's a No New Friends. Every Sunday they come up. And that is a podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. And like I tend to do on the episodes, I hope you are ready for this. Got to give me three daily gratitudes. My healthy baby. <laughs> Um, thank you for that yes uh, my baby sister is here visiting right now and i haven't seen her for forever and that's that's really nice and the fact that i'm still doing good with my recovery and stuff well uh, you know what i'm gonna throw an extra one and i'm thankful for that as well i'm so happy to see you healthy and happy <laughs> so happy to hear about your baby too so thank you very um, much for that i am thankful and of course the last gratitude always guys goes out to the listeners thank you so much each and every one of you thank you, you are talking to your friends you're telling them about it you're listening you're sharing you're doing all those things and i really do appreciate it guys because every single person that tunes in is one more person getting the message and one step closer to me being able to do this on a grand scale so it might be one more life that we don't have to mourn absolutely and hey listen if you are in an active addiction right now today could be the day make today the day that you call a friend that you call a family member that you call into detox that you go to a meeting that you do whatever the hell it is you need to do to start that lifelong journey of healing because it really is better on the other side guys and if you're the loved one of an addict you've taken the time to listen to my podcast and for that i am so very very grateful you could just take one more minute out of your day and text that addict and let them know they are loved use the words you are loved that little glimmer of hope just might be the thing that brings it back. My body's getting cold, my life is running low. Feel me falling, my life is running out. I pray I make it now. But if I don't, it will be okay. Another day, and I'm not scared to go. It will be okay. I'll find you another way, and I'm not scared to go because Cause when I die, I'll be happier. Spread my wings and fly